0: Don't worry about it. Don't, right. no, don't, don't recite it.
1: Just just say it. Just All right. say it. Welcome to the Waking Up Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Don't be Sam Harris. No. Just just say
1: it. Welcome to Jeremy's Iron. It's a scientific podcast exploring the bullshit of the wellness industry. It's a conversation between a doctor and a biostatistician with me, Just Orange.
0: <laughs> and me, a red wine just. <laughs> I'm glad we have someone who can join us in our anagram game.
1: We take proper names and rearrange the letters to form a description of that person.
0: Like, uh... Alec and... at you live.
1: All right. Uh, Okay, so uh, today we're going to be dealing with acupuncture. The big A. A. (laughs) I was going to say (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) The big A. Um, It's going to be quite a a big task for us to deal with, I think, but willing to do it?
0: Yeah, so this is, uh, I think, looking back on the other shows we've done and topics we've covered, I think we can kind of chunk these different alternative things into a few different categories, right? Mm-hmm. You have your one, your, you have your therapies that are quite clearly crazy and are obviously controversial, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the flossing for, I mean... Uh,
1: flossing for erectile fitness. Yeah, yep.
0: I mean, come on. I think we had a pretty low level of suspicion <laughs> that that was yeah. going to be real. I like
1: how we started with that. That's episode one. We're yeah, talking about erections. Yeah, I know, erections. I know. It's a weird one to start with. Nah.
0: But then you have things like acupuncture, right? Which have, which seems so mainstream... Yeah, we know they're Eastern medicine, but they're such a big part of our life. I mean, health funds fund them. That I think we take for granted that there must be some truth to them, mm. right? So I think that there. So there's a lot more to unpack with this one, and a lot more to sort of take on board that there is obviously a, a much stronger population of people that seem to probably put some stock behind it, and, right? and
1: some cultural sensitivities too. It's almost it's a very much an East meets West story. This this is a, an Eastern philosophy. East side meets- story. Western scientific rigor, I guess, right? Uh-huh. And we're going to get get into that after the, the break. Uh, in
0: many ways, I kind of think that this is the one that if you tear this one down, and I'm not saying we will, but if this one comes down, sort of the whole wall comes down, right? Because this is maybe like the most westernly accepted form of Eastern medicine. In fact, it's oh, used big time. Yeah. as the paragon of, well, if you don't believe in Eastern medicine, how do you explain acupuncture? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, well, it's well, sort of it's the keystone mm, of the I'm, entire, of the arch. We're going to be talking
1: all about that keystones. sort of stuff, the keystones, but yeah. but our, my own personal experience. I've had some acupuncture. You've you've never. No. Uh, I'll be talking. We'll get, about we'll get into that. 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 <laughs> um, but also the scientific research, what uh-huh. that says. Yep. The history of acupuncture mm-hmm. as well, and uh, I guess trying to come in at the it future. from all angles. And in the future, where where to? Where, where, where do go? <laughs> space <from here>? needles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get there though, I, I wanted to share this with you because I, I, as I said in my last episode, went mm-hmm. to Broken Hill yeah. and on the way back came via Dubbo and there was a particular rest stop that the coach stopped That you at.
0: availed yourself of?
1: Well, yeah, I availed myself of, yes. And uh, at this rest stop, it was in Cobar. Yeah. I, I picked up a little rag for you, a little news rag, the Highway Evangelist magazine, which is the Love voice, it. it's called the voice of the Christian truckie.
0: Dude, which is that's uh, me. Too. You know, I've always wanted to be a truckie. Number one, yeah. And I'm a Bible thumping evangelist.
1: <laughs> I I, lo- I actually love this because when I picked it up, Can I, I see thought, the cover. Yeah, here you go.
0: It's a zine, dude. And it's you know zine. how much I love. this. this is a Christian trucky zine. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. Uh, it's and, awesome. and I picked it up ready to just like have a good chuckle. And I, yeah. I messaged you at the time when I when I picked it up. And there's if you don't is mind- it a Pete or is it a mobile home? It's <laughs> yeah. both. Can I give it back to me? Oh wow.
0: That's pretty cool. So John Dowd's Peterbilt was converted into a mobile home as he and his wife look towards retirement. That's pretty cool.
1: Well, that's right. So I picked this up hoping to take the Mickey right out of it. Um, and then page two is this really endearing story between uh, a couple that basically transformed their truck into a home. So that you can see, there's a picture of it. There's
0: yeah. So it's great. It's <laughs> a Vanderbilt. Sorry, like, it's a it's a Vanderbilt cabin yeah. for like an eighteen wheeler. Mm. Yeah.
1: You can see it right there. It's yep. kind of, it's still got the like you know Optimus Prime bit at the front. Yeah. <laughs> this is how much I know about that's trucks. The, that's right the, the cabin. I just call it the Optimus Prime bit. <laughs> um, cabin. And it's 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 really touching. They've got this what five paragraph story, um, adventures in driving together. So basically, they they were engaged and married in the late 1970s, and they were the guy was driving a truck and she started accompanying him on the the drives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's love. Yeah, and so that they so we decided. Uh, okay so Dahlia and I got married and our first team driving job was delivering produce We decided I would crawl into the sleeper and Dalia would take the first driving shift I was tired and slept well until I awoke to the sound of the handbrake being applied Dalia was crying and we were parked in the middle of the cl- of the climbing left lane She'd missed a gear and come to a stop and I didn't want to drive anymore um, The first trip as a husband and wife team was our honeymoon and it was both enjoyable and memorable Anyway, so they've moved into it. So they're living in this truck now, which is great.
0: Now, what does that have to do with evangelism?
1: Oh, I I don't know. Well, presumably they're both Christian and they can, well, they'll be, no, this is, this is very much a secular story in a, uh, (laughs) (laughs) in the voice (laughs) of the Christian truckie, but I just love that it exists. I think it's a monthly. I would love if the, if the, what's it called? The. The Highway Evangelist.
0: I, w- I would love if, over time, the Highway Evangelist lost its evangelical roots and just became a secular rag, and <laughs> that the its evangelical roots were just lost to time, and it just became a clever name.
1: <laughs> well, here's another another story called The Lord is My Shepherd, so I'm not sure how secular that one's going to be. <laughs> not so secular. Um, tr- uh, Alfred F. Toll, so the, you know the Toll Trucks and whatever, the yeah, Toll of Logistics course. Company, yeah. whatever. so there was a person called Toll, not that I knew that, yeah, but sure. trucking pioneer and good Christian it seems.
0: Rival of Lynn Fox.
1: Mm. Fox versus Toll. That was like the original, you know.
0: Yeah. Fox v. Toll. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast. Who's your money on, by the way?
1: Fox. Yeah, Foxy, right? <laughs> Fox is going to survive, yeah, Toll.
0: Yeah he's, he's,
1: yeah, he's a survivor. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's that's my little. Uh, I like it.
0: I love. I've been on a real zine bender lately. Mm. Not reading them or making them, but just liking them. <laughs> <from afar. laughs> just really loving the idea of zines right now. And.
1: Because that, that's the new form, format, right? 2018 zines. That's right. I want to see... I like how we're talking on a podcast, which is... Uh... Can
0: we revive some old magazines <clears throat> that have like, gone defunct, but revive them as zines? Such as? I don't like know. What? Surely some big magazines. What if we did like a National Geographic zine?
1: So, but does it not still exist? It does. Yeah, no, it definitely does. <laughs> okay. It's still really strong. <laughs> yeah. But it'd be really, so we'll use the branding, obviously. Yeah. I mean, How
0: cool it be as a zine, like printed black and white, but maybe like just the yellow, like really rough, stamped around the
1: thing, the <laughs> rectangle,
0: and right. just like the photos that we take from like bad trips.
1: That's actually a pretty good idea.
0: We could do our own. What would you call it? Instead, of, what would be your play on Nat Geo?
1: Oh God. You, okay. You, you
0: on the spot? Call here. me by
1: no on the spot. I'm not going to deliver the goods. But ask me by the end So uh, what You're punny A Nat Geo with a, the with a zine, zine twist Yeah mm.
0: With our shitty wildlife and like travel photos no, <laughs> 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 The trips of our temples from Thailand earlier this year <laughs> No we'd
1: have to do it around Sydney I feel like it's going to be a Sydney only Like uh, Justin and Justin's guide to Sydney That's not bad It's been talked about before It's
0: not bad at all yeah. <laughs> We've had a few ideas like that <laughs> I think we got something to show people <laughs> <laughs> Good I've actually, I'm writing a, um, for a friend, a list of my favorite things to do in Sydney right now. Mm. And I got to say it is hard. What do you mean? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was like, she asked me to do it a couple of days ago. And aside, aside
1: from the, the usual eating haunts and stuff as in activities to do in uh, Sydney. I think
0: it's eating largely, but everything. Right. And I've, I find my, it's easier to write about restaurants than about other things. Yeah anyway she said "If you got any things i was like oh my stars what don't i have i have so many things i don't even know where to start she's like give me your top three i "I gave you like three things turns out those are my three (laughs) yeah that's it that's (laughs) what you got so what were they no no i wrote down like 10 or 12 but i thought i had like in my head i was like i have easily 40 things to recommend someone i was like pushing it 10 please don't say
1: you mentioned the like the mini golf thing Well, what's it called the holy Holy moly! <laughs> no, I've never been,
0: and I will not. I won't go. Do you know why? Why? Not because you won't go, and I'm not sure what your beef with that place is, because right. I actually like the idea. But the font of their logo—it's
1: <laughs> true. Drives the me font's terrible. nuts. The font is terrible. It is the yeah.
0: biggest bush league job that someone phoned in, uh, some intern or temp at the graphic design company. Yeah. And that's fine because he's an intern or temp, I assume, or just not very good at his job, and that's okay. But what bothers me. <laughs> Is that someone who runs the company is like, looks good to me. <laughs> and I was saying to you a couple of days ago, I think, oh, yesterday or uh, no, Sunday on King Street, I was saying that you can judge a book by its cover, right? Yeah. And something like Holy Moly, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we're using its name, is a largely a- aesthetic enterprise, right? Yeah. In fact, more I, look, so. Look, to be
1: fair, I don't think they're going to be too concerned that we are besmirching their, their good name on this uh, highly, highly listened to patron regret podcast. They will
0: not respecting our opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, kill, yeah, anyway, it's, it's terrible. It so, whenever I see it, there's one right near where I live now, it's just an eyesore. I love the idea of the brand. I just can't stand what they've done with how they've ridden it. it looks like a, a ransom note. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway,
1: should we get into the weeds? Let's do it. Okay.
0: to start off with acupuncture what what is it
1: well actually maybe before we start we should probably do a quick little shout out to our to our broad listener base
0: oh yeah 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 listener shout outs uh
1: noni thanks for listening i know you're gonna listen to this one um i don't think we have any she further got a
0: shout out last time
1: uh, yeah but she right. keeps listening so she'll keep getting shout, shout well, out. she's
0: the only one that's listening right now <laughs> it's true in fact we, if you're listening let we, us we know
1: We <laughs> have our contact details yeah
0: please let us know please uh
1: we have a um a facebook which is at well no it's just jeremy's iron on just on facebook you uh-huh. can search that you'll find us uh or twitter which is at jeremy's iron Pods. What's
0: our Jaiku handle <laughs> our
1: Jaiku handle yeah jeremy Jaiku.
0: yeah okay and
1: what's our points handle oh that's a good one yeah Thank God we know uh, William Burroughs. Hey, Uh-huh. Um, uh, always finger on the pulse. I've got, no, I know I've lost touch with that one. I've, I've forgotten the password to it. Uh, you also got yeah, no, the password
0: at, about at, six Twitter accounts. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Podcast um, host and social media retired person. Continue. <laughs> All right. So let's Savant. talk about let's talk about uh, acupuncture. acupuncture. The big prick. Yeah. The big the big prick. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's the should what we go the history it? first? Let's do the history.
0: Well, what is it? What is it? Okay, what, you've, what you've is had acupuncture? it, so what is it?
1: Okay, so acupuncture is basically a, a system of applying needles into, um, the, the, I guess they call it energy pathways.
0: Into the body, through the skin, right?
1: Yeah. What,
0: what the... we would call uh, intradermal or transdermal in the medical community.
1: That's right. But the, the principle is you've got meridians, which are these sort of tracks that, chi, that your chi flow Flows in in your body, yeah. And if that gets clogged, or, or um, what do they what do I say? They call it um, blocked. Blocked, yeah. If your chi yeah. gets blocked, then you can apply these needles and it can release said chi.
0: So that all makes sense. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're work- we're working with a firm foundation. So this is going to be a hard one to rattle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay. So uh, essentially, what you've got now is thousands of years of um, anecdotal, yes, but thousands of years of this principal working wonders in China, like thousands of years mm. of it. And I remember,
0: um, I must have been in med school, I remember catching a um, a taxi home one night from uni, it must have been some sort of a uni function, back to my place, and I guess I must have been a little bit more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and impressionable because the taxi driver started going on and on at me about acupuncture. Mm. And I never really thought about it, to be honest. Um, and he told me all the things you can do with acupuncture. I couldn't believe it. He said, "You can basically fix." He said to me, "You can fix almost anything with acupuncture."
1: Well, that's right. We'll, and he we'll, said,
0: "There's a special spot. If your baby is flipped in the womb, if they're upside down, in, in the breech position, which is a very dangerous thing for a baby." He says, "If you catch it early enough, he says, if you if you poke the mother in just the right spot on the foot, the <coughs> baby will turn right around." Mm. I was I was flabbergasted.
1: Well, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. There's a litany of symptoms that are apparently cured uh, by th- but this by is by acupuncture. A, this is
0: a real observable organic thing. Yeah. Now note that babies often turn around. <laughs> Sure, <laughs> um, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's so yeah. So it's, the, it's a system the of I've got I've got, body. I've got a
1: bit of a history timeline that yeah. That, which go for I might it. I've got a
0: bit of one too. Let me see if uh, but our it's, timelines it, line up.
1: It traces back to uh, somewhere around the 300, 200 BC period. Yeah,
0: I've got one hundred, but yeah. Uh,
1: with a text which I, I love the name of this text by the way. It's called the Esoteric Scripture of the Yellow Emperor. Oh, sorry, I, saw I, that one. I love yeah, the it's names good. of these are so great. We've had Um, some
0: good nomenclature lately. So we had um, Chinese restaurant syndrome. Yeah. Just terrible. Can can barely say that, right? Yeah. And the yellow emperor. It's beautiful. I love it.
1: Um, So basically there are two parts. There were two tomes within this book. The first was called, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation here, but uh, well, this one's pretty simple, I think. Su Wen, which is uh, plain questions, that's sort of,
0: you know, what? I'm going to bank that you actually said that, right? Because you're pretty good with, with tones. And music, oh, okay. and you're pretty good at tonal Asian no, languages. I'm
1: definitely no, definitely didn't get get that right. Anyway, listeners, so the, the, the I think first, that's how you pronounce it. The first part was dealing with plain questions and, and very, very kind of biological, um, essentially biological questions, but on a yeah. very simple level. Yeah. And the next one was called Ling um, Shu, which is uh, alternatively this is um, interpreted as the miraculous pivot or spiritual axis. And that's where you mm, get... Meridians. Meridians. Uh-huh. It talks about uh, acupuncture needles, the nine different types of needles that yeah. can be used. Um, functions of the acupuncture points, needling techniques, types of chi, um, and the location of 160 different points in the body of these sort of a loci of your chi. Um, yeah, so that, that was the very first kind of text that was... Um, I guess linked to modern but day I'll, acupuncture. I'll do you when It wasn't called acupuncture at the time, though. But.
0: Of course not. It was called something Chinese. Yeah. Um, I'll do you one better. Did you read about uh, Otzi,
1: the mummy? No, give me that one.
0: Right. So Otzi, and it's got like an umlaut on the O. Mm. I'm pretty sure. So it's like super Turkish, right? Even though I'm saying umlaut, but like you can see that right? O T Z I with like with a double yeah the, the, crazy the, the, Turkish, right?
1: So I'm pretty sure he's a Turk. There's sweet 60s bands that sounded like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You love your Turkish
0: psychedelia. No, yeah. It's uh, it pretty good. So he was a mummy. They think he's about 5,000 years old. They found mm-hmm. him, I think it's sometime around 10 years ago. So And he was covered in, in tattoos. And the tattoos seemed to correspond to the common acupuncture points. Oh. And moreover, the places that he had those points were very specific to certain diseases or illnesses. And from what we can tell from doing CT scans and whatever else of his mummy... He seemed to be suffering from the ailments that you would expect someone to have received acupuncture for. Interesting. So, what was
1: the timeline for that? What were
0: you? Five thousand years. Oh wow. Okay. So, so it seems though, even though we consider it to be a Chinese thing, it may be more of a Eurasian um, treatment method. Controversy. So early on. Yeah. And furthermore, this is where it gets interesting, right? So we think of acupuncture as being very much at the forefront of East versus West. We've almost sort of Western medicine is kind of holding it close, right? Kind of like keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Um, you know all your your medical insurance companies and whatever else are kind of keeping their acupuncture and their remedial massage kind of you know close to their wing. Mm. Um, but they began quite close as well as what I read. So if you go from what we thought was a Chinese thing about uh, two thousand, two thousand, two hundred years ago, and we go a bit further back, we're going now to Old Sea, which is about 5,000 years ago, and that's pushing it further west, right, towards sort of towards Eurasia, towards the, uh, the European border. Mm. It's not a big stretch to assume that it could have come or shared some roots with Europe proper, right? And what they found was, there some early reports that um, even in Chinese culture, the earliest forms of acupuncture were less about qi and meridians and more about bloodletting which is very much we understand to be medieval, ah. but basically one of the only forms of early medicine, right? Which is So just what was blood that? Lead. The,
1: the bloodletting came from the, the four spheres? Or what, no, what are they called? The uh, four, humors? Yeah, four humors, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't know how much it had to do with the humors, but basically, whatever your imbalance was, less blood would fix it. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. it.
1: it seems like a limiting problem, I, think I guess, by the end, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Not great. Um, but have you ever seen that old SNL sketch with Steve Martin, where he's a barber? 'Cause you know the original surgeons were barbers. <laughs> no, so the original no. doctors were barbers. Like, they start off as being barbers, but right. barbers would do surgery, and that was some of the first medicine, right? And so there's this old sketch from I guess it must have been the, the late seventies where Steve Martin was uh, the theodoric barber of York. And he was going <laughs> oh, around right. treating people right. and he's often recommending a good bleeding for everyone. And one of the one of the characters had a uh, was unwell and he says to the mother... You know, once upon a time, we would have thought that your daughter's ailment was caused by witchcraft or villainy. But now we know that medicine has come far enough that she's probably suffering from a small newt or dwarf living in her stomach. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good.
0: It's great. Yeah, she'll feel better after a good bleeding. <laughs> and um, But so the idea was that acupuncture may have begun as just the bloodletting that we know from so long ago, or at least some that persisted in Western medicine for much longer than it probably should have. Um, in Eastern medicine, it might have split off from being purely about the bloodletting to be more about the needles and not the blood at all. Mm. Um, and it looks as though the idea of qi and meridians came in probably quite late in the piece. Um, and they're almost sort of, a, sort of a synergistic evolution of the, of the, uh, of the therapy. Um, but it's very much an afterthought. And what we can see from looking at the history of qi. Uh, is that it's actually a pretty vague history. Um, The definition of qi is super vague and seemed to change throughout the centuries in China to eventually come to mean what it means now with its energy lines and meridians and whatever else. But Mm. it meant all kinds of things historically with regards to sort of more generalized energies and, and whatever else. So this, for me, is a big deal because it shows that there is a very much a human component to the evolution of the treatment which didn't start with a a theory it started with the treatment and the theory was sort of maybe retrofitted to the treatment now doesn't mean that in some ways it actually gives more credence if someone told me that we know now in medicine that meridians probably don't exist or there's, there's nothing we can see but if we use those, or if early humans use those as an explanation for the phenomenon they stumbled across, which helped people, I would have that more respect. Well, I would understand get that more. Well, I'm going to get there, more. because
1: my experience with it... Uh, we'll, we'll get into We're we'll getting we'll get ahead of ourselves. But anyway, but,
0: so that's, I think, sort of my history despite
1: But despite, despite, like, all, despite the, the, the controversial beginnings of it, yeah. as we've just uh, unfolded there, um, it was used quite significantly in those first kind of... You know, all those dynasties, like the... Um, so, I've got a few little things written here. The Song Dynasty, this is 960 to 1279. <clears throat> there was another book that was written that was basically illustrating it. You know those...
0: <clears throat> Classic Chinese, like, acupuncture charts? Yeah with, the, yeah, with
1: the the human and you've got all the little paths going yeah. to kind of... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that was done in... what? What's that? 19, no, sorry. 960 to 1279. Um, and then it was used extensively during the it sort of went on went un, underground for the next mm-hmm. couple hundred years and Until then Mao Zedong resurfaced that's right resurfaced yeah. in the 1900s the chairman um it was used exclusively uh, during the long march in china which is 1934 to 35 um it maintained the health of the army during that period and so it was sort of heralded as this this real like system that could now take over uh, on, a, on a large scale the health of the entire homegrown propaganda yeah. right and as you as you were saying in 1950 chairman mao officially united uh, tra- traditional chinese medicine with western medicine and uh, it became established in sort of many hospitals and um but now it's sort of ensured that acupuncture remains part of the the entire health system today so yeah mao was was uniquely involved in its kind of uh, proliferation, I think, at the time.
0: It's funny that we, we respect it so greatly now, and that's really the most proximate, recent root of the whole tech of the uh, mm. of, of of it, right? But if if it a similar situation, if in fifty years we found out that there was a treatment that was all the rage, catching on right in the West, and it had begun with Kim Jong Soon <laughs> or Un yeah. in North Korea, yeah. that he had made it the national medical <laughs> sort of <laughs> yeah. you know uh, option. I don't think we'd be looking at it quite the same way, but no, it's, it's a very similar story, right? It'd be the same if Kim Jong-un was like, all right, this is Korea's medicine now. <laughs> yeah. I made this up. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I, I pulled this out of the archives and this is all in right to practice now. If it slowly trickled this way over we'd to gun Australia... We rub gunpowder into our
1: pores or something like yeah,
0: that. Yeah, we, we shoot each other in the leg. Yeah. Um, you feel as though it probably wouldn't be as popular. Anyway,
1: um, so my my personal experience with um
0: well, I think I had one more oh yeah I had one more th- thing to say about China and acupuncture which was that I sound like Trump whenever I say China um, that this seems very anecdotal the evidence right and it's not super strong and these ideas of meridians and qi and whatnot don't sound very anatomical despite their little their maps right but their maps are very superficial and all you ever see are is the skin right It's a very skin based treatment apparently historically the chinese have been forbidden from the because of their culture or whatnot to practice dissection of human bodies now that was a mainstay in western medicine which allowed us to do tons with regards to anatomy and learn about how the body works and how different parts of the body are connected mm. um, and learning about disease processes like for real and not just looking at symptoms and letting it end with symptoms right You'd start with symptoms and then you, someone would die and you'd dissect them and you find out what that symptom meant. Um, and that was when really one of the big reasons why Western medicine became what it is. It was part of the evidence of of correlating what you can see while someone's alive to what's with inside the actual the actual scientific yeah. base. Of, and yeah. then that was all we had for the longest time. And then I think the stethoscope was the first time we had something that let us look inside the body that was still alive. And so instead of looking at someone's symptoms and then waiting until they died to see what the problem was, <laughs> we can now go, so, the last 20 people had that cough and those lungs when they were dead and if before you died you listen to them with the stethoscope and you heard a certain pattern of sound for the next 20 people you could go alright I'm hearing cough, that sound that sound don't think we need to wait for them to die anymore I think I've got the picture I think we yeah. know what's going on um, but without the dissection we would never know what that meant so that's interesting. I never knew yeah, that. Yeah. So it's a huge cornerstone. So what was the reason for the the, the Chinese? It's part of the culture. They right. They aren't allowed to defile once, once a body you, with that, with dissection. Okay. Once they're so died, it's yeah. All their treatment is purely, quite literally, superficial, and all they ever had was symptoms, and sort of trial and error with, with some therapies. But it's not a particularly robust way of looking at health. Um, well, it
1: certainly opens itself up to being, uh, you know, affected by the placebo effect, which we'll, we'll go into at length. And because-
0: certainly, just from a sort of a grassroots basis, we can see a fundamental difference between Eastern and Western medicine at the core in the history of it. Mm. One which is irrefutably sounder in terms of being able to have a more comprehensive picture of what health is, and one which is really tying an arm behind your back and maybe also closing at least one eye yeah <laughs> um, you know and so that, that was a really interesting kind of thing that's so and it's so linked to Acupuncture, which is a skin-based treatment right mm. for everything so it's eastern medicine so far it's only skin deep <laughs> mm.
1: that's good i like really that line. good uh, um, anyway
0: so that's all i've got for history that's good i, that, I think that I gives us i think we've got a really good foundation for what think, we're going to get into right i think
1: we've come i think we can call it off i think we've done done
0: yeah you haven't said anything okay what do you got now personal well, no, experience I
1: want to I de- detail my personal experience with it because I was having issues sort of sleeping and kind of having a lot of um, inflammatory stuff going on in this but, podcast by the
0: way we what well, we have here is sort of like a case control we are like age and otherwise matched where you have
1: so I'm, I'm always going to be the case here yeah because you're be you cause you're, you're cause you're the one
0: that has problems yeah, yeah good <laughs> but like no but you said it like you, you, yeah, you, that right, that's you're fine. sleeping whatever else yeah. and I'm not saying that I'm perfect but right? and it's just, but this is. I've not done acupuncture. I'm an awful candidate for a lot of these things because I don't have the symptomatology that lends itself to symptom-based treatments. You also
1: don't have emotions. I'm. I don't. No. <laughs> I'm a robot. <laughs> you're. You're. You're a cyborg robot.
0: Yeah, but like a lot of these things we talk about, especially in this podcast, right? Because these are all very strongly placebo oriented, But thus far, yep. Thus far, um. But a lot of this stuff is about symptom management, not about uh, disease, really, Mm. right? Um, And I've been fortunate in some ways to not have things that are largely symptom-mediated, where I don't have pain issues. Um, I sleep reasonably well. I don't have issues with depression or anything. Mm. Um, And so a lot of the things that you would go to for acupuncture or for turmeric or any of these other things, I don't fit the bill for what the outcomes are going to be. I have nothing to. I have no. So basically, I'm the perfect. Point. I'm the
1: perfect canvas for us to try yeah. all of these different yeah. uh, interventions on. I'm good for on. like safety protocols, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. do, I can tell you're you. Like the, you're the test dummy, essentially, right? And
0: maybe no Sibo, I can pick up on, right? Yeah, yeah. And w- but I'm not grateful. and which is why i remember years ago after this acupuncture chat, being like, I got I want to try it, but I had nothing. I had no variable to change. To actually, to see, it would have been a total, You could just like
1: sat there and and
0: I would have just sat there. I really thought about. it. I was like, what can I make up to like?
1: Well, okay, so let me tell you what happened. It. Yeah, you go. I I got, went into the place. It's um Dr. Bill Zhang right around the corner from my place. He's got a placard out Chinese. Out the front. Yep, got traditional Chinese medicinalist. Yeah. Um, you've got a a placard out the front that says what could be cured through his. Um, practice of acupuncture it, it just is things everything. like depression arthritis yeah. um uh like s- sexual problems and all, all sorts of kinds. <laughs> of tried things. flossing so, dude so, yeah, yeah I, sh- <laughs> I should have told him that flossing is the, and you're like i'm, dude, I'm
0: flossing I'm, I'm eating turmeric like until i'm, I'm blue in the face <laughs> yeah. orange in the face what else can i do i'm my, my last resort <laughs> well I,
1: I i went i went in there and i was yeah as i said dealing with a lot of inflammation stuff yeah and just basically I, I was going through a lot, a stressful period um, and wasn't sleeping very well and I walk in there I also had this, this lower back pain which was sent kind of located on my right side mm-hmm. particularly on my right side lower right and I think I had what else did I have I had some like cramps in my arm or something like that and then he as soon as I walked in he took my pulse he put two fingers on my left wrist yeah. and basically took my pulse and he was like you're he, he basically pointed down to my right Back, like my lower back and said you've got some pain down there i hadn't said anything at this stage and i I remember the story i thought okay that's oh yeah i do um and he said "I i can't remember the second thing he said was also true but i can't remember what that was i think it was like a um or maybe trouble sleeping kind of thing or i can't remember but he said two things straight off the bat that i was both suffering from and sure this is potentially susceptible to be you know the um what do you call it uh power of suggestion or whatever sure. but it was lock on and i just thought you know what i'm going to just roll with whatever happens here and see how it goes so
0: and Bert, you know just because i clearly i don't necessarily think acupuncture works doesn't mean i don't think a practitioner of it could be a bad diagnostician right so this is a guy that sees people who are in pain probably for decades mm. so he's probably got really finely tuned senses to your posture yeah I, your I, eyes your behavior your, your all that kinds. Of, like, these are all subtle cues which he is probably leveraging, not to sh- fool you. I think but, it's a it's it's an honest mm. appraisal of you.
1: And I think the key is, the key is at that point though is that I kind of gave into it and I was yeah. like, okay, so you know what, you got me, yeah. you got me. I was very sceptical, but I thought, do whatever you want to do, Doc, and let's see what happens. So um, I got you know went on my front. I'd got all the the, needle, the hot needles put in my back. Could you so, feel them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't that okay. painful. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, I think it was like sort of half an hour, 45 minutes. He would come in and out or whatever. Um, he gave me these herbal pills as well, which I would have to take something I, like. The horse 30, pills? Yeah, 36 of them every day, like three lots of 12. And you have no just, idea what they were? No idea. I took them. I took them. I remember. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to roll with this guy. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile,
0: a doctor gives you pills and you're like, Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what this is, and I'm not playing your Western medicine <laughs> game. You yeah, exactly. and your evidence I've... and your millions of people who have taken this with safety nope. and good outcomes. Nope. Not buy. Give me one reason why I, I, I should buy. I've three
1: blogs that tell me not to.
0: <laughs> I remember we had a patient a few months ago, and it's sort of a sad story. that The guy was not very responsible and not probably terribly bright. And we were trying to explain to him why he needed surgery, and he said, "We had about four doctors walk in the room and all tell him, "Look, all the data we have says that this surgery is pretty strongly indicated. like you, you need this surgery, otherwise this was almost certainly going to happen. I won't mm. go into the details." And he looked at us and said, "Listen, I don't care." how many doctors come in here and tell me that? You could have a thousand doctors come in here and all tell me the exact same thing <laughs> yeah. and I still won't believe you. I still want to see the proof. So where's this person's
1: compass? Where do they get their, they still want to see the proof?
0: I don't know what, I said, oh, geez, if you get a thousand doctors all agreeing on one treatment, that's like that's some you know the highest level that, yeah. in the world. And he's like, not good enough. we <laughs> are like, all right, well, we're just going to give up. I think we got a court order to do what we wanted to do um but any, anyway going back yeah, to the yeah. my
1: experience of this I, I, the first night i slept amazingly i slept really well like the whole process of it i'm not sure whether it was me giving into it or maybe there was some kind uh-huh. of actual effect going on um but i slept incredibly that first night and i thought okay whatever i i'm willing to just run sure. with this yeah and sort of two or three weeks later i had another bit of about a back pain and i went in there and I was like okay let's I, I told him specifically, this isn't about me sleeping. I, I kind of want this really painful bit in my back. Let's sort that out. And he put these hot clamps. I don't know, there's another, another instead of just the On old, your testicles. On uh, my testicles, <laughs> but also on my back. And um, and ran a current between I, them. And they actually had um, welts on my back afterwards. But that's I think that's fairly common, like fairly... They like went away after a while. Sure. But I was so sore for the next week after that, so I thought, oh, you know what? I,
0: I like that. I like one being sore.
1: I got one... No, no, no. It was not a good sore. It was... No? Yeah, no. Nah. So I thought, you know, I've given him. He's got a 50% record with me. The first time was great. Second time, not so much. And I, yeah, I don't know, at, that, at that point, I tapped out.
0: So now you mentioned the back pain, and it's. I totally forgot that I actually do in my old age, and in my crippling old age. Mm. I get back pain. I get every few months. I get like a, a bout of back pain. I should have gone and got it then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I need to go do some irresponsible I can, I can lifting give you some this weekend. Some back pain, if you like. <laughs> I can sort that out for you.
0: No, I get it. Like myself, I. I I'm such an idiot, right? So here I am giving people pain medication every day at work, right? When I get back pain, I usually forget that I can even take pain. I don't take anything. I just, I'm like, got oh, back pain now. I don't take <laughs> anything. And not because I'm proud. I just don't. I don't think about it. And so I don't think about it. And I get a massage. And I'm, I love a good massage. But I don't believe it's therapeutic. I don't think there's anything a massage does for you other than make you just generally feel relaxed. So if I go in there and they're like, "Do you have any problems?" Even if I have like debilitating back pain, I'll say no. Well,
1: at least this podcast is going to be priming you to be thinking about ac- acupuncture. Yeah, I think I need in to, all these scenarios now. Yeah,
0: I think I need to sort of ride the wave of those sort of my debility sometimes, and try and experiment on some of these uh, some of these novel treatment methods.
1: Well, uh, before we, before we get into the actual like hardcore the the actual the research component mm-hmm. of this. I, I want to just detail with you because I've been doing Tai Chi also for the yeah. last two years. So I, I've got some kind of like... It's been two years already. Yeah, about two years. Took a sort of year, year and a half of classes and now I'm doing my own little thing. But... Um, they in the classes they tell you about the qi and they tell you about yin and yang which you're is moving
0: sort of, like a tai chi person right now that's
1: it That's it. Um, yin and yang which is kind of like a, an outward kind of extrovert power and yeah. a sort of internalized kind of quiet power naturally I yang, get it. the kind of naturally opposing forces kind uh-huh. of thing they tell you about this stuff and they give you all these sort of flowing movements which they try to describe the qi moving across your body and it's not this is the issue that, that I've, I guess I have with even religion as well. It's like, it's not clear whether it's meant to be actual or some kind of device. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, is, is it, are you saying that there's actually things moving in my hands or is this some kind of device that you're asking me to use to achieve a level yeah. of relaxation yeah. or whatever, right? Like, like, and it's, and it's always just left ambiguous. It's never like, oh, she, she doesn't it, exist, but it's like, just pretend like it does. And you'll get all these nice. Is it kind of like counting sheep? what do you mean as in
0: like you ca- counting sheep as a device right you're not really counting sheep but you're not even assuming that there are invisible sheep jumping over your head yeah but you use that as a device with which to lock into some degree of self-hypnosis to allow you to sleep right it's it's a way of hacking your brain sure right it's a, it's a heuristic
1: <laughs> yeah but in that situation that that's clearly a device, but here it's kind of like-
0: No, that's obviously, that's what I'm saying. Is, is, there is a more
1: esoteric uh, you know, version of counting sheep? That's right. And I mean- if, Feeling chi. Yeah, feeling that chi. And I'm kind of like- Yeah.
0: They'd be like me saying, are you telling me there are actually sheep I meant to be counting, or I'm gonna make up these sheep <laughs> as a device to sleep? <laughs> Shut up with the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Just count the sheep. Let's be clear. Are there sheep I should be counting or am I making this up? (laughs) Just count the goddamn sheep. (laughs) Why won't you give me answers? Why is this so opaque?
1: (laughs) All right. Well, in this case, um, we're going to now look at the... um, Have you got some stuff to to detail in terms of the actual medical research? Because it'd be good to kind of... Yeah, I do. I guess with the whole idea of this... Um, device versus actual effect, yeah. hopefully the research is going to draw that out for us to well, see whether the thing, right? whether so, there is some kind of relaxation all over a placebo type effect which yeah. is non- nonetheless real Yeah. or so, is there something physical that is happening due to the needles?
0: Yeah, well good research so, should be able to tease out, it doesn't matter how you tap into this, mm, whether it's through the practitioner or whether it's a subjective phenomenon or if it's device or a real organic effect that's happening. It doesn't matter how it happens, if there's an effect. That's what science measures, right? Science, at this point, when you're doing these sort of screening tests, if you choose the outcome to just to be good, yes or no, we don't care. You can actually blind yourself to how it happens. All you care about is, does it do something? Mm. Um, And so, whether you're counting sheep or they're real sheep, the question is, (laughs) are you going to sleep?
1: Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm not giving you anything for this sheep thing, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really not replying to it.
0: Yeah. I don't think... I, I'm not convinced it's a great analogy. It's a
1: terrible analogy.
0: I, I, uh, we'll ask Noni. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, in terms of the but research... But see, I, I think um, the
1: whole the whole purpose... Well, what science is going to do to try to tease this out is it's going to use the, the placebo to try to assess whether there is some kind of effect, right? Because you're going to put two people into a you know potential acupuncture situation one of them being given some kind of placebo acupuncture which is yeah. interesting in itself because yeah. usually for medicine you have for a pill you can get a placebo which is just a sugar pill right and yeah. so the active ingredient is either present or not mm. but how do you have non-active acupuncture so this is so-
0: really this is really interesting and it's in many ways and we'll get into this it's almost insurmountable as a problem in acupuncture research Uh, I think at least. So yeah, so what do you do? So what's been done traditionally when you're looking at acupuncture research is you can't look. We have to sort of give credence to the claim that there's technique to this, right? That it's not just about needles going in the body. It's about needles and meridians. Now, apparently, um, increasingly, a lot of practitioners of acupuncture no longer subscribe to the chi and the meridians. Mm. I don't know what they do believe, what the mechanism is. But they seem to think there is still something happening with needles in the body that still localizes certain problems, but is not related to the traditional ideas. I think they've sort of read the evidence and gone, okay, I can't really talk too much about chi when there's, we don't have any evidence for it. Mm. Anyway, um, so we have to go, look, we have to sort of examine the claim, which is some people know how to, through some ancient passed on wisdom, how to prick you in a way that makes you feel better. Um, so how do you examine that? Well, you compare the claim of identifying these meridians and these acupoints um, and getting <laughs> someone to do what looks like the same procedure, but with <coughs> no rhyme or reason to whatsoever, right? Yeah. So you get needles, same needles, same number of needles, and you have them to put them in the body in a fairly random way, but in a convincing technique so the person feels as though they're having a confident uh, intervention, and then you measure the result. And hopefully, if acupuncture works as it's claimed, um, well then you'll see a difference between the two. But you have to acknowledge the fact, or the possibility, that just because the people don't know how it works, doesn't mean that it doesn't. So what you might find is that both work, and that all we found out is that people don't have as much control over it as they thought they did, but it doesn't mean acupuncture itself. What do you mean? there not have sham.
1: much control over what? The delivery well, so, of the...
0: Yeah. So if you have people... Oh, I see if, what you're saying. Because it's very saying. difficult to tease out...
1: So the practitioner the claim
0: doesn't... from the effect, right? So the the people say the effect is you will feel better with acupuncture. Yeah. But the, the specific claim is you will feel better by acupuncture because I know where to put the needles. Mm. And the needles that I put in are localized in a way specifically targeted to make you feel better in the way that I want you to feel better. So, so this kind of deals with that second claim. Needles make claim. you feel better. Yeah,
1: so this deals with that second claim as opposed yeah. to the first. Yeah, so it, it's of...
0: a very nuanced, it's a, it's a the intervention itself is sort of like a bivariate yeah. um, sort of problem, right? There are two variables we're dealing with, which is needles yes and no and targeted needles yes and no. Mm. And that's hard. So you have to do sort of a three-arm study to do it properly, which is no needles at all Needles randomly and needles with targeted sort of therapy. Well,
1: there was actually another one where they, they, instead of the placebo being a sham um, acupuncture, it was actually the, it was a double blind um, delivery. So they had these needles which they had a casing around them. Mm -hmm. So the acupuncturist themselves wouldn't know whether it would go in or not. Oh, I didn't see that. That's right. So so they depressed the little plunger Mm -hmm. and it would, i can't i don't know the exact mechanism but the person would feel something but wouldn't be able to tell whether it's actually gone in or not yeah nor would the acupuncturist so they were randomized obviously some people would get the the um, whatever you call them the placebo needles versus the active needles right and No, that
0: depends on whether they truly are indistinguishable and it's confounded by the fact that we also have acupuncturists bred a lot of sort of spin-off treatments right so you have like electrical acupuncture, where you put the needles in, then you put a jumper cable
1: to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's not really like for like, is it? In that no, but that's... The, but
0: there's also acupressure, right? So, which is essentially the same pressure, the same acupuncture points, mm. which have to do with your kidneys or your liver or whatever it is. But instead of a needle, you're actually just pushing on it. Now, people claim that there's a huge amount of you know practitioners who do acupressure as an alternative to acupuncture. So, if you did this fake needle technique you might still be triggering these acupressure points because you're still doing the targeted approach to that organ that problem so Mm. unfortunately it doesn't really it doesn't really solve the problem so so you're saying
1: that there's there's no real way of fully testing the efficacy
0: um no i think that there is and i think it's been done pretty well but I'm just saying it's hard, and it's the studies it's a bit more nuanced, and you have to sort of read into the studies a little bit more mm. cl- than you would have to otherwise.
1: So, what's the weight of the studies in terms of those that seem to be positive versus the, those showing some effect versus those giving no effect? What we know, so no it has been what's studied.
0: The- so, there's like close to two thousand studies in the last fifteen or twenty years yeah. looking at acupuncture and various things. So, things we do know is that um, there is no evidence. I think anywhere, the acupuncture will change a disease. So if you have a problem, and this is the same as turmeric and the same as um, anything else we've studied so far, it will not change an organic process, so a disease process. If you have diabetes, it right. will not get rid of your diabetes. If you have cancer, it will not get rid of your cancer. The best thing it can do is um, target symptoms, so your nausea, your pain, whatever else. And so far, to be honest, the only place people have seen any possible effect, and it's a weak one, is in chronic pain. Hmm. So more and more, the research is centered around trying to tease out what the effect is for chronic pain. Um, and we've mostly left other things for dead. It doesn't seem to have any strong effect almost anywhere else. So really, it's, it's just pain research that we're looking at it for now. And pain's a big problem. Chronic pain is a really, really big problem for a lot of people, right? And here, when we say this in the middle of the opioid epidemic, um, so I'm not saying that drugs are the answer, um, and people are hoping that something like acupuncture could be the answer, some other way of reprogramming. Well, I, the I'm body. definitely
1: hoping that I, I will flog onto anyone the idea of trying tai chi because sure. for me that, that's been it's interesting that the connections between this and tai chi as well because I, I'm more than happy to suggest to say that you know um, acupuncture might be you know, bollocks or whatever. But then yeah. for me doing Tai Chi has been absolutely like revolutionary and I would for me.
0: that the reason for that is that pain, um, is not a pure organic process. People can have pain with no, uh, injury mm. and they can have no pain with really bad injury. You know, how many people have you heard about who have broken their leg and not noticed until they looked down and saw their leg broken. Right? So pain is a really funny thing and it's largely a, a mental or emotional response mm. to, to something, right? No, um, I, I think I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, like so as part of the actual a way of relaxation,
1: use, yeah. it actually gets you like away from zones you out. It allows you to separate the Totally. But the, yeah. the funny thing is, it's like it only works for me when I visualize things like the energy moving through my arms or I kind of I, I use these visualization techniques that they kind of you know, they offer sure. you when you're doing, tai but is chi, that but
0: different to the breath of meditating? No, it's not. No, it's not. So, exactly. so look,
1: I, I I totally understand that it is yeah. some form of just sort of relaxation technique that allows me to get there where other things in life sure. don't. Um, but it's, it's it's just it's interesting to me that, um. Yeah, that it could work. That Tai Chi, the, this whole idea of Tai Chi could really kind of um, so, something from the from the East that West the West really hasn't embraced could conceivably add on to a lot of therapies and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway.
0: I hear you. So back to the research. So we love a good meta analysis.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Right? This this is always our nail in the coffin for but, whatever but we're talking about. But how do you about. find
1: a meta... This would have to be a, like a meta meta analysis because there's oh, so I many different symptoms being tested.
0: Yeah. Well, this is, from, So there's, from, there's a really good one from a couple of years ago that looked at effectively 17,000 patients. Right, And it was for chronic pain. So we're not looking at nausea. We're not looking at depression. Only chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, 17,000 candidates across. I forget. I don't know how many studies it actually pulled. But it must have been hundreds of studies that it kind of called together. Um, and it looked at uh, outcomes of acupuncture versus sham acupuncture. So fake, just random needles. Um, and it looked between those at how many needles were used. So it's not just yes or no, it's how many of those were used to do that intervention versus no needles at all, so it kind of covers all the possibilities and so what I found was people say you might hear people say that yes, acupuncture works compared to placebo, and they might say, but they might not use another type of acupuncture placebo, though to say it works versus a sugar pill, right, right, whatever. Yeah, but yeah.
1: but that's the whole process of being—you have
0: to choose the right in the acupuncturist
1: room where it's you know that's you right. You have
0: to choose the right control. So when you compare it against surgery, or sorry, when you compare it against fake acupuncture, so someone pretending to be a technician who goes in there and just ran, randomly randomly pricks, pricks you, you wherever, no difference. Seventeen thousand people, no, no difference. observable difference. Right. So what we know so that, from that—that that,
1: that, that is the uh, the needle in the coffin for that yeah. second thing that you were talking about yeah, before, so, right? The actual does the practitioner add anything? Which to- is it
0: goes in line with what a lot of modern practitioners are saying, which is they don't believe in the meridian. So these new guys or the people who are now saying uh, this chi thing is probably not legit, but acupuncture is still good. Mm. I don't know if they still follow very specific needle positions or if they're more about just the effect of the needles and it's possible you can say that yeah just having needles um, makes things better um, but it seems as though certainly how you put them in doesn't matter
1: right so it's so you, that, that's for, for in terms of the chi and the meridians and all that kind of stuff that, yeah. that's really kind of blowing do, that out of the water yeah isn't so it really?
0: we have no medical basis for it we have no right. anatomical basis for it um, there's nothing organic that seems to line up with those things mm. and there's just no reason why needle in one position should have anything to do with like a needle in your foot would affect your kidney it it doesn't make medical sense but moreover it doesn't seem to actually have any effective
1: now do, do you leave any do you give any leverage to the idea that there might be something kind of cultural the culturally different effect on say westerners receiving acupuncture and eastern people eastern people easterners receiving acupuncture like you, you in terms of it being part of their actual culture and having some additional effect beyond what we might get as just or someone sticking needles in them.
0: Well, unless it's just an a deeper placebo
1: effect. Okay. Yeah, I mean if it's
0: if it's if it's cultural, then what you're describing is a a Almost deeper like, connection to the therapy which is going to be a a mental emotional axis mm. which is yeah, which is going to be purely a placebo effect. Maybe a more powerful one, but no different, mm. I don't think, right? Unless you're saying that there is a, a functional organic difference in the anatomy, in well, physiology, no, clearly in not. people. But yeah. No, there is. No, different um, from a medication point of view, yeah. I mean, different. Is the pharmacology, the pharmacokinetics of different medicines in different um, races, or, or we could more say different genetic makeups, right, does work differently. Some medicines work better in certain backgrounds than others. Hmm. Certain backgrounds have certain genetic... Uh, diseases, certain enzyme deficiencies, all kinds of things that might make them work better or worse in um, in their population. Yeah. So that is something that we do face in Western medicine. Acupuncture is much more anatomical and organic in that way. But sure, you could probably go to a stretch and say it's possible that maybe it's slightly more tuned into uh, you know a way of being. But if you're going to knowledge meridians, what we either have or we don't. Right. It sounds like it should be a pretty Core human phenomenon
1: to have know, to have appear in one particular race of people. Yeah, not so
0: Asians have meridians and white people don't. don't yeah, <laughs> I find that out, right? that's that's yeah, a big that's, stretch. That's even big even stretch, yeah. even if we're if we're going to kind of acknowledge uh, part of that reality. Um, yeah, so, but it, so it's, I
1: guess it's fascinating to me that despite all this, it's still it's still fun. Is it not funded? It's not funded by Medicare and It, stuff, is, no,
0: it, it is. You get like a couple of year if you want to.
1: Yeah, but is that not on private insurance? That's not on. Oh uh, no, not so like, private insurance. Yeah, no, no it's, yeah. it's just
0: private. Night. not Medicare doesn't cover it. No, I don't think so. So,
1: but still, you know, I'm I'm as part of a private insurer. Mm-hmm. As part of you know being a part of the private insurance generally, I'm subsidizing people's acupuncture by my. Yeah, premiums, you are right? Yeah. Um, so, to some, to to some that, degree, that, it should matter whether there's scientific evidence for it. it right? But at the same time, if they're receiving placebo effects that are nonetheless... But at the
0: same time, insurance also covers people to get new eyeglass frames. And there's no evidence behind that being useful as well, right? What do you mean? You need you need glasses. You need glasses, but you don't necessarily need new frames, do you? That's true. Okay. New fancy frames. So, there's some things that your insurer just kind of gives you as little gimmies, right? Yeah. Like, you pay $10,000 a year for your insurance and they throw you a couple hundred bucks on the side every now and then just to keep you happy, right? How much
1: are you paying for your insurance? (laughs) I don't know how much it is. (laughs) No, well... In the States...
0: No, I pay like 25 bucks a week or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, In the States, it's like $10,000 a year, though. So it's crazy in the US. Jeez. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, Our American listeners can can verify that for us. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so that study that we were just talking about, um, sham versus real acupuncture, or quote-unquote real acupuncture, no difference. Um, But they did find one... Pattern though between those treatments, which is the more needles that were used, the more the effect someone felt.
1: Okay, which I guess that that certainly sinks in with the idea of a placebo effect. It does right? some kind of so, like yeah, it
0: does. And furthermore, the next sort of branch of the study was comparing acupuncture to no acupuncture. Now you wouldn't do that. Just by itself you have to have that fake acupuncture wing in there as well to balance it all out so you can get the full picture that's right so um, the, the, between
1: the fake and the real there was no difference but yeah. between those two and the no needles. so now we
0: know it doesn't work the way they say it works but does it do something um and when they compared it to no treatment at all so no acupuncture mm. uh, they found a very slight difference short-lived it only lasted like, I forget what the timeline was, but it was a very, very brief, not lasting effect. Um, but there was a very slight improvement in pain scores over people who didn't have it. I'll tell you what but, they should do.
1: They should probably throw in like a, a fourth category of people that just lay down for 45 minutes.
0: Just just relax. Yeah. Well, these people might have. I, I don't know what the control was for these people. So I don't know what they did. If they just were, they must have done something to them. They must have had some control, which is being in, their, in a room for the 45 minutes or something right you have to do something you can't just otherwise they don't exist (laughs) they're they're imaginary people (laughs) who didn't ask any questions of right so you have to do something you have to corral them so yeah so this covers kind of all the wings and it's slowly kind of like i see this sort of like um like an angry mob slowly encircling acupuncture, like the natives are there with their spears, slowly circling acupuncture from all sides. Right? They're like, we've knocked off your theory about how it works.
1: We've knocked off. I'm just wondering how how much the sort of cultural insensitivity kind of angle might be played up by people who would be you know raging against this sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like- sure. Well, this is... We're two we're too whiteys talking about centuries of, you know, no, thousands I, of no, years of Chinese I keep, medicine and history. But what and I we're I keep basically telling shitting people, all over it. but
0: What I keep telling people, and we kind of covered 10 minutes ago, is when I have people who say to me, uh-huh, uh-huh, but it's been around for 5,000 years possibly, and it works. And I say, you have to separate the story from the effect. And it, these, these are things that are fundamentally about effect, mm-hmm. right? You don't do them because you don't care about the effect. You, you go to them because you want an effect. Effects can be measured.
1: And I love the idea that... If it works,
0: it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not a mystery. So I, I have friends who I've spoken to specifically who seem to lose the connection with measurable effect. Like they're happy to talk about whether it works or not for them. But if you ask a hundred people about whether it works or not, they don't want to know what that means. Yeah. Mean, it means nothing. The power of one is significantly more powerful than the power of 17,000. Uh-huh. right? And I know one person in particular who I'm sure I'd give these numbers to who will still go, works for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't. Um, anyway, so when they compared it to no treatment, slight difference. So the conclusion from this is, and I'd be hard-pressed to think of any other interpretation of it, um, is that this is essentially a clear and cut placebo effect, because the only time you see a difference is when you truly can't blind someone to the treatment, right? You know you're getting needles, or you know you're not getting needles, um, and so yeah, something like acupuncture, which is a just a fertile ground for placebo effect. The only time you can see it is when you really can't blind against it, mm. and even then, it's very subtle and very short lived. I think also, so the, like it's like you get it, you feel it, you feel instantly better, and then it's gone, um, and you kind of only feel a little bit instantly better, and then. But the more needles you get, the more treatment, you, the more times you feel a needle, the the stronger the response it's a is. Response There's placebo. a dose response placebo because, and which you can't do with most placebos, right? Because unless you it's much harder to do if you tell someone what the doser they have to have a full understanding of what the spectrum of doses are possible are but you know that two is greater than one and Mm. five is greater than that so people who have this dose response um, acupuncture treatment um, yeah i mean it's it's a really interesting placebo it's a one of the most um, dense placebo experiments i've come across i Mm. think it's really interesting from that and which is why it makes it so hard to study but a good good studies like this do show that you can tease it out and without too much difficulty. And there seems to be very much a the more you feel, the better you feel. But if you don't feel nothing, you ain't getting nothing out of it.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's also... Do you ins- think
0: of any other way to interpret that? Is, is, no, no. I think I'm trying to give it the most charitable... I think we've actually tried to be quite charitable to it.
1: Oh, absolutely. But given our Western, I don't know, hard science bent. Yeah. I don't think it's going to It really actually kind of, kind of pass, reminds me so I was at these, my uh,
0: lab last week and my supervisor this is sort of a last uh, last thought my supervisor was talking to me about how he was complaining about a paper he had submitted to a, a reasonably good journal and he did a, a screening study for a, for a new drug and they found that the new drug did not wor- didn't do anything. It didn't work in the way they expected it to work and so they submitted the paper saying this is really interesting this drug which we thought could have worked doesn't do anything um and that should be enough to just discount that drug as something worth studying right which we should have done for a lot of the things we've spoken about over the last few weeks um it's called a screening test or a pilot study mm. the reviewer from the paper wrote back and said um not good enough you didn't work out why it didn't work and that's sort of like the acupuncture or any of these um uh, yeah, It's a very strange response, thing. it's a like- that's not, yeah, my it's not your job to said, figure out that. It... No, he said, that's a waste of our time. Why should we spend more time trying to figure out why things do work than why things don't? I mean, with unlimited funds and unlimited time, sure, find out why things don't work. You might get, there's something to be gleaned from that, but not as much as finding the first, find the things that work, find out why they worked and then make them better, right? Um, <laughs> because there's a billion reasons why something wouldn't work. If I gave you a glass of insert agent x and told you it would fix problem y it's not my job to tell you why it didn't work there's what? a billion reasons
1: why it shouldn't work it's funny you say that because the first thing i do when i listen back to these podcasts yeah. is ask myself why did that not work <laughs> <laughs> and there's a billion
0: reasons why this podcast Plenty. isn't working uh, um, anyway that i think good... wraps it up for us for now uh next week another big one i think we're gonna do chiropractic
1: Oh yeah? Yeah That's news to me We're gonna look at okay. uh, oh, I've also been to the chiropractor Big back shouldn't surprise you The big, oh, big back We'll be dealing with big back Next week But thanks guys. for listening This has been Jeremy Zion With Justin and Justin uh, At Jeremy Zion Pod on Twitter And Jeremy Zion on
0: Coming to you live from Potts Point tonight
1: Oh yeah From Potts On yeah. location <laughs> On location at Potts yeah, Point Ciao